Hey, listener, thanks for pressing play this week on the Jock and Nerd podcast. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 production put on hold indefinitely. What does this mean for the MCU's Phase 4? Black Panther is pushing for a Best Picture Oscar nomination. The DC Universe streaming service announces its launch date. Aquaman may have some stiff competition on opening weekend. And Alec Baldwin is in and out of the Joker movie. Plus... A recap of our time at this year's Wizard World Comic Con in Chicago. A bunch of cool recommendations, listener mailbag, and a whole bunch more. All in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, August 30th, 2018. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock and Nerd. Hey, 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 listener. What's up? Thanks for joining us and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, your weekly geekly. Delivering comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He is the Jock. He's the nerd. And he over there is Rugberto Bambino, otherwise known as Rugboy. What's up, Rugs? What's up, dudes? How's it going? How you doing? How's the dog days of summer uh, treating you guys? Dude, what's the... Uh, I don't dog know about days? Your... Isn't this over? Isn't Summer's it late over. dog days? It's the dog... Day. How is the weather up there by you? That's so, what I want to so know. So you guys are uh, out east are experiencing the heat wave we had uh, just a few days ago. It's so bad. Like It's like... Not that it's hot. It's like that muggy... Yeah. Humid, just oh, yeah, you don't want to go outside. Like I've been wanting to just get out there. No, and I just can't. Like I'm out there five minutes, and I'm like, no. Your felt must be moist, like 24 hours. Yeah, it's like a sponge. It just, I'm just, I'm just and then my down. whole day shot. Uh, and boy. I smell terrible, more <laughs> terrible than normal. I'm sorry. But speaking of getting out there, Imran. <laughs> yeah. I saw you on TV. What? Hold on. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, I saw some YouTube video of you at yeah. uh, Wizards World, I think. Oh, really? from Scott Larson. Yep. Oh. Who's been on the show. He asked me a couple of questions. Uh, and uh, it was fun. He's like, I'm going to interview you. He did uh, a bunch of videos. He had I a got panel. to look at your beard for a while. Yeah, it's distracting. Like, you can't. No, like, if you watch a video of me talking, like, you're not hearing what I'm saying. All you are is staring at my facial well, hair. Well, the first, like, maybe 15 seconds, I was like, whoa, <laughs> let me get a handle on this. And Listen, then I was able to, like, just w- watch and, and enjoy it. Because yeah. I walk by mirrors and I'm distracted. I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot that was there. All right. Anyways, moving well, on. Well, it's different every time you look at it. It is. It's like Warshak. Yeah. And there's another white strand just grew into my black space of uh-huh. hair. I, w- I wanted to correct you. Dog days are already over, man. They are. It's Kids the- are in school. Yeah. Right. Labor Day is coming up. It's basically days. the end of summer. It's the end of summer. Dog guys. days it's is over. like late July, August. I just know that it's a Florence and the Machine song that I love. 
And okay. uh, it's the dog days for geek news that lately that's part yes. of the summer. They this ain't is true. For movies, yeah, this nothing. is the dog days for movies. For movies, sure. too. Uh, if you are a new listener, make sure you visit our website. Check out the show notes for this episode. You can find them at jockandnerd.com slash 237. And it will have links to all the news stories we cover, anything we mention, anything we recommend, all the ways to get in touch, how to subscribe, yada, yada, yada. And with that, let's get to the dog days of the geek news this week. <laughs> The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Uh, we're going to start with uh, the old MCU, the old Marvel Cinematic Universe. It news that really is not surprising. Well, yeah. We have to because we spent the entire last show we talking did. about DC. We we, att- we, we most of that last we, show. I think we successfully said nice things about the DC Universe with, with, without, without being fake about it. Yeah, I was going to say without uh, going or uh, going against. The, the integrity that we have. And that is not easy to do, listener. Let me <laughs> well, tell Imran, you. you. You have absolutely no integrity. Imran. Yeah. Uh, hey, listen, somebody has to pay the bills by sucking everybody's dick, all right? <laughs> Otherwise, how are we going to get the no sponsors that we don't have? That's, well, we had, uh, we had one. Sp- Spotify. Well, uh, no, Stitcher. See? Whatever. You, you don't even remember yeah, who fuck the them fucking up. sponsor. <laughs> That's a, I said Stitcher. You can find the show on Stitcher and Spotify. Just re- rewind it. I said Stitcher. Okay, I'll cut that out. I'll, I'll switch that in post. I won't. Uh, anyways, look. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we a fanboy's guide to the DCEU. We had some good responses. I'll share them in our mailbag at the end of the show. But... Let's uh, talk about Marvel. Uh, in news that's not surprising, but we knew it was coming, but it's kind of been confirmed. Uh, after firing James Gunn, Disney has decided to put production on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 on hold indefinitely. Oh, shit. People, uh, in fact, uh, imagine you worked on this movie. They were ramping up pre-production to start shooting in the winter. You show up to work, and your boss is like, uh, hey, yeah, we're not going to need you. Uh, you're dismissed. Oh, and also, you may want to look for other work. Uh, just a friendly tip. That is a shitty day at work, people. I don't know how much worse they could get. So they've broken it down. Uh, Taika Waititi met with Marvel for an unknown movie. We don't know what they discussed. Is it for this? Uh, apparently, they're still going to use the script. And the craziest thing is Dave Bautista still remains very vocal and just outwardly bashing Disney on social media. He don't give a fuck. He don't give a fuck. He pulled up another Cernovich tweet uh, and 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 sent it to Disney, and they're like, "Here's your guy, the shining champion." I was like, "Holy shit!" Now contractually, you know, they got to use him for the third movie. But I think Drax is done if they ever make this third movie. Oh yeah, he's he's catching a beating from somebody. That character is going to be killed. They're gonna make him have like movie. the shittiest scenes. Like they're all gonna be in like sub zero weather. <laughs> Drax is on the toilet the whole yeah. movie. Because he has space constipation. Oh, he's shit. constantly eating like uh, you know things that are gonna make him shit. So uh, look, this is this, yeah. <laughs> the they're they're gonna give him. They're gonna write him the shittiest role. And that's yeah. oh, a lot of my questions for you guys about this is first of all, how awkward is the PR for Avengers Four gonna be when they all have to like come out and and talk about this movie, knowing what happened? How awkward is the set of this movie gonna be once it gets shooting? And is this the first big fuck-up? That's a big fuck-up right there. For the MCU, they were planning a lot of things. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 was supposed to launch like this whole cosmic part of Phase 4, which they haven't announced, which is kind of the only thing working for them in this whole situation. Well, think about the shit show that they'd be having if they didn't fire gun. That'd be a whole other shit show. There would. I, this is a, It would be like for every shit show that you have, yeah. you have an equally positive or the opposite 
amount of power yeah. that is going to hit you for that other reason. This is a no way situation there when is something. No win. You yeah. just have to kind of do the right thing, kind of. Think about it. People the boycott more right the thing or the rightier thing. I don't know. Boycott the movie either way. Yeah, they want to boycott it either way. I'm not going to defend Disney necessarily, but they were in a in a spot right there, and they had and they had to, and they had to make a call and they and they had to make it quickly. What's the bigger um, problem if they spend two hundred million dollars on a movie and then all of a sudden there's a campaign to fucking boycott the movie? Yeah, yeah. And then they don't make any money back. Yep. And they yep. end up fucking you know having a huge black mark on. It's better that it doesn't come out at all. Yeah, I, I think almost. I think. They made, unfortunately, although I would like to see James Gunn in the role, I, I think PR-wise, this is the best move they could have made. But you got to think about the future and what plans Feige I mean, is it the, may so have is had. It the first fuck up? Um, yeah. It's the first, the first <laughs> I mean, chink in the, the armor. It's the first thing. Yeah, it's the, it, I mean, they fucked up on movies. They've, right. they have, they've had bad movies, and they've, you know, they had Edgar Wright yeah. that, that fallout. Mm-hmm. But this is the first one where they're like, taking a ton of heat so yeah i mean in that sense it is their first fuck up you know I, I personally scrambling. i personally probably wouldn't have fired james gunn yeah but but then you're gonna get in a tough spot you're gonna get a backlash and you're taking a anyways. chance yeah. they, were, a, they were taking a chance yeah you're taking a chance of them biting it in the ass later what so what they they've done them. i mean they've pissed off fans but by if they would have went with james gunn as a rug boy mentioned they could have had a ton of backlash towards the film by doing what they just did, really what they've done is just piss off their cast. Yeah, the, which which yeah. I mean is it's it sucks. It's the least uh, it's least, the least worse of their of, wor- the, of their yeah, concerns. Yeah, yeah, of the two options. So that I was just gonna mention this cast has been, you know, uh, solidly behind Gunn. Like this is gonna be awkward taking paychecks from a, a, a Depends company. Depends who they get as their director. Yeah, that's true. And if they, they get an awesome director that everyone that is a really a really good people person and rallies everybody, and they can kind of smooth things over, and they're still using his script, maybe you know. Also, the fact that they haven't announced Phase Four and then they got all these Fox properties coming in may actually help them too, because now they can restructure what they were going to do without anybody knowing, you know, and be like, "This was the plan the whole time." Uh, you know, the the one movie they've only removed is. Uh, Inhumans is the one thing that they are like, no, oh, we're not making this. Everything else that they've announced, they've made. So, man, I think Phase Four is now. I don't know what to expect. I don't. Here, know what here's to another. Expect. Here's a way. Another way to put this in perspective. I just thought of this. You ask any Joe Blow on the street who directed Guardians of the Galaxy. They don't know. They don't they care. Don't, they don't know. They don't care. Yeah. But if they would have ran with James Gunn in the third movie, they might have known. Who was directing oh, that movie? And yes. they might and they might have known for the wrong reasons. And they might have been angry for the wrong reasons because right. that's what the uh narrative is in uh the media and social media. Wow, this really is that's a tough spot, man. This is a no win situation. Depending on where the characters end up after yeah. Avengers 4, I think you you gotta let this sit. I don't know. The best strategy for Marvel right now is to like Give it a breather. Yes. Let yes. time pass. Time. Yes. Let people forget. Let's. There's going to be another scandal that's yeah. going to fucking take attention from this. Sure. And then you just quietly assemble the movie and and, and get going. Yeah. But that's at the, the moment, you have to, you have, you cannot make this movie, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, no, you don't have right a director. Now. You don't no, have you a director. There's, yeah. there's too much stuff going on. There's too many people, like, making it their, this their cause. And all this other stuff is too many. It's too much uh, 
polarization and and amped up feelings about this. So it, it you needs gotta time. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of a bummer, but uh, we'll see what happens after Avengers four, what kind of announcements they make uh, their next slate of movies. Uh, listener, what do you think about all this? Let us know. I highly encourage you get in touch with the show, interact. There's one awesome place to do this. It's our exclusive closed Facebook group just for our listeners called Jock and Nerd Nation. And uh, you get to hang out with us and our awesome listeners. The listeners, uh, they're they're the fun people. They're the funny people in the group. Uh, it's And there's a lot of great conversation happening right now. Uh, but I got to welcome, we got one new group member this week. It's someone we all know and love, a new listener we picked up at G-Fest last year, an amazing artist, a really nice guy. Welcome Lenny Romero, finally joining oh, the, the, the Jock and Nerd uh, Nation. Uh, Anthony, you you guys have a closed group text message about Godzilla that I'm not even involved in. No, and, hell no. Uh, Lenny's you don't part- want your stupid ass yeah, opinion you know, about this. <laughs> What you know about lensations, Imran? Lensations, yeah. yo, yeah. I met Uncle Lensations. I love my, I love myself some Lenny. He's just a really nice lensations guy. Lensations on Instagram, L E N Z A T I O N S. Check him out. He does a lot of shows. He's an amazing artist with the pencil. Go meet him. Go out, support him. You, buy some he'll art. Give you the lensations. He will give you, you <laughs> give you the lovely lensational <laughs> look. He's lensational. Yes. Yes. Jogginerd. Lensational. Uh, anyways, uh, jogginerd.com slash contact. A tingling for, lensation. For links. Very tingling. <laughs> so like I said, there's a great thread going on about this next bit of news that we're going to discuss right now. Did we, so didn't we already discuss this? N- no. We did. We did. We? did. Yeah. No, but but the fact that uh, Disney is uh, is on the hunt for right, a Best Picture Oscar again. for yeah, Black Yeah, let's repeat this news Panther. that we did already. Here's the, no, we didn't. Look. The Oscars, did. we did, well, look. The only thing that's different is that Disney's trying to push for a best picture. They have never done this before. Disney has hired a veteran Oscar strategist, Cynthia Schwartz, to orchestrate a campaign with Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige backing the move. Uh, with a significant award season budget, Marvel has never done this before. Warner Brothers tried last year with Wonder Woman. So you're not telling her, so they want Black Panther to be nominated Black for Black Panther best for Best Picture. Now, we talked about this new Best Popular Best achievement in popular film category that they we've introduced. It's we kind st- of an insult. Yes, we still don't know what the criteria is, but they don't care about that. They want to go for best picture Oscar. So, did we talk? Does it deserve a best picture nomination? This is what I want to know. I'm honestly, I there's a great article in the LA Times I have linked here. Uh, I'm kind of on the fence about this. All right, Alex, here's what I'll say about yeah. the best picture. Just that question specifically. Yes. In my gut, I don't think it deserves a Best Picture nomination. Yes. That being said, I haven't watched a Best Picture Oscar movie in a long time. Okay, so good I don't point. really know what qualifies <laughs> at this point as a Best Picture. Good. I'm not the guy to ask. Point. I think that, like, if it had a solid third act where, like, there wasn't so many, like, weird CGI mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. And because that dragged it down. It did. You had these, like, visceral fights with them. And, you know, in the you know when they were fighting for the the title of Black Panther, yep, yep. and they were in your face, and you felt yep. the, and then the the end, it was just so impersonal, yeah, and it kind of blew it. Too kind of sim- like Wonder Woman's ending, yeah, yeah, too similar looking CGI so, like, characters. Is it the best picture if it blows the ending? No, Does not I, stick the I, I so. But I love that movie, and I think that Killmonger should be nominated for supporting actor. He's definitely like. When you come out of a movie and you see a, and you have a performance uh, that like really is just riveting or really well done, that's a 
that's like a best actor or a supporting actor uh, nod, right? You got to yeah, you got to yeah. at least acknowledge. So uh, I think that what he did with Killmonger, what it did raise that movie to another level. Like it really did. Like I his agree. his anger and his the way he personally kind of went about it. Yeah. Um, and the fact that you you could tell that he was just cold as ice. Um, those are all things that carry through. That's a layered performance. So I would probably go for him as supporting actor, definitely. There you but, go. Uh, I, well, look, I'm on the fence because he's saying something. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, no, he should get that. Ruthie Carter should get a nomination for the costumes. You know, absolutely, art, the art absolutely. direction. I think maybe cinematography. Um, Wonder Woman tried last year. And I feel like I think I think Black Panther is a better movie. Is than a be- I think it's a better case for the nomination. I don't know if it necessarily should get one, but it, you can make a way better case for 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 a nomination for Best Picture because you have it's kind of a personal movie for Coogler, who's writer director. It's celebrating African culture. It takes place in another country. Yeah, it's a fictional African country, but it's like not. That doesn't mean anything. And, just, uh, the three points you just listed don't mean it should be an Oscar worthy movie. Well, they like to, you know, a uh, personal movie that takes place in another country. It's a it's it's a personal <laughs> film for him that's celebrating, you know. The, but everyone makes personal film. Yeah. Like a lot of people. Well, I mean, yeah, Lady Bird was a personal film. Right, that's what I'm saying. But uh, the the reason why it uh, got put into the Oscars, which I didn't think it deserved to, yeah, was because it told a very real story about something that no one's told a story about before, like in that way, like with that much detail about a mother and her daughter to just fighting all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why people are like, oh, they really explored the mother-daughter relationship like no other movie has. So what did Black Panther explore that no other movie has explored? I mean, you it's like I mean? the sins of the father. It, it, was and- more, it brought up what it, ex- what it brought up, and I'm not saying it's Oscar worthy, but what it brought up is the issues that would arise for black people if there was a black country, an, Af- an African country that mm-hmm. came out of nowhere mm-hmm. that was a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. And right. what the role of that country and would if, be and, in and, this world. And, 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 and if that movie was just about that, I think yeah. it would probably have a better chance of getting nominated. But you had to throw in all this other stuff. Right. It had to that, be a superhero film as yeah, well. Yes. So I think that that idea, like, for example, like what got nominated, like Spotlight was about, like, you know, exposing what happened with the with the, the Catholic priests mm-hmm. and like exposing them for like molesting children. And it's a real story, and they had to get it completely accurate, and they had to kind of you know, do all this moral stuff. And they concentrate on it. So I think that's why they feel like, you know, we have an article about Ethan Hawke talking about how superhero movies yeah. aren't that good. Yeah, we're going to roll that, into that, that. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, that correlates. So you can, you can go into that. That's if you why want. I have that, because it, it, well, it, it ties it. Let, yeah. me, let me address a couple of things yeah. from the conversation. Yeah. First off, like I said, I, I, in my gut, I don't think it's an Oscar-worthy film. Yeah, I think Again, it's a great film. Yeah, I think it's a really good film. And that, I want to address the, the people in the conversation that are saying it's average. I would question why you're saying it's average because <laughs> the, the art design is great. Yes, it's above average. The, I wouldn't, yeah. the CGI at the end isn't great. I'll give you that. The ending at the, at the end, at the very end, obviously. That's, just, that's the only thing that, that drags it down. Yeah, but you're, you're, you get a very good performance out of Michael B. Jordan. You have a solid all-around cast. Um, great art direction. Things that were brought up that you wouldn't expect to be brought up in a superhero movie, such mm-hmm. as what I, what I mm-hmm. said about a, what the role of a, a powerhouse African country in hiding and how that affects black people. So to say it's just average, I think, is, is kind of off-base. 
And then to say that the hype of this film is purely because of its blackness is is very off base and I think actually kind of offensive um, because that just demeans the, the performances that were in this movie. If you look at any like Tyler Perry movie that yep, has yep. all black cast, like yep. none of those movies get the hype because they're, at the end of the day, they're just not good movies. Uh, yeah. This was actually a really good movie that, yes. and that went, came out at a perfect time for what, what this country was looking for. Yeah. And it did well. And it, and it's doing well because it's first and foremost a really good movie. And I mean, clearly it had worldwide impact. You know, people all around the world uh, doing uh, dressing up and doing the black the Wakanda salute. It, well, I mean, it was it was honestly, it, but though it wasn't as big around the world, it was big here. I I mean, I don't know. I think it no, was, it uh, wasn't. It, you if you look so? at the worldwide box office. Mm. Avengers Infinity War blows it out of the water. Oh, interesting. Black Panther, though, has That's made yeah, more money. It had a lot yeah. of support in the U.S. It speaks more to the situation in America where black people have been you know, enslaved and, and demeaned and put down and, and never had anyone to look up to. It, it speaks more to an American audience, for sure. Above average movie, definitely. Yeah, so that my point <laughs> is it's an above average on. movie yes. that is popular not because of its blackness. It's popular first and foremost because it was awesome yeah. and had a fucking but, great cast. But I want to just interject here. There was a cultural thing happening. There yes. were people like yes. getting buses yes. and bringing kids out of school and going there. You know, like that's like because it was it's so important to the to the culture. Right. So you have to acknowledge that that I'm acknowledging as well. it's a, it's the right yeah. movie at the right time, but I yeah. don't if if the movie sucks if it doesn't stick the landing, as in it it was just a bad movie. Right, they're not going to stop school for Infinity right. War. Right, exactly. Right. There's right. They're not they're not none of this happened. Like they might happen the first weekend, but after that, there's going to be a drop off. Yeah, yeah. And, right, and it this, had legs because it was good. Yeah. It had legs it's because a, it was. Good. It, it's a good movie. Now, I want to give a shout out by the way yeah. before you go to, yeah. um, Ethan Hawke. Yeah. I just want to shout out another all minority film. Yes, uh, I was going to bring Crazy this up Rich too. Asians. Yes, is dominating the box office in its second week and only had a five point seven percent drop off. Amazing, it basically made, yeah, that's yes. like historical. Yes, yes. that historical. never happens. That never happens. And I think it made like thirty million opening weekend. For, yeah, it made another and, and like twenty five thirty million. Is Crazy Rich Asians as good as Black Panther? Well, I haven't see, seen it. Oh, <laughs> I haven't seen it because it's not my type of film. It's a it's a rom com. It's getting but it's getting movies, really good reviews. But it does oh. kind of relate to Black Panther. It is apples and oranges, but it's another experience that's non white. That's main. That's being shown to mainstream. I have a, I have a friend that saw it with their parents who were all Asian, and they said by the end of it they were crying yeah, because of the yeah. impact it had. Yo, I mean, shout out to this movie and what it's doing. I love this effect and that it's going to create more. You know, Asian-led cast, Asian-led movies. This they've seen. They already greenlit the sequel. They've seen how popular this Dude, is. We're gonna get more now. My whole thing is, if it makes money, it's good. Yeah, it's good right. for everyone. Yeah, and the fact that it's making money is great. I don't like uh, for, for comparison's yeah, sake. Black yeah. Panther, which we were talking about, had yeah. a forty-four percent drop off. Crazy Rich Asians had a five percent. That drop is off. unheard of. Like yeah. the uh, the word of mouth on this, and you know it's being celebrated similar way that Black Panther was celebrated when it was out. So I, I love this. This is all good stuff. Definitely shout out to my Asians. I'm Asian, technically but, Asian. I, but the last point I want to make is, yes, like people are going to rally around these films that fit their culture. You know, yeah. All black cast. Yeah. Obviously, it's going to yeah. appeal to a different audience. All Asian cast. Yep. People are going to celebrate that stuff. But at the end of the day, these the people that support these movies aren't stupid. Right. Like, 
the movie still has to be good. It's got to be a good movie. Yes. <laughs> it still has to ha- has yes. to be good or otherwise the drop off will be significant and it will be severe and people won't rally around these movies. Just like Tyler Perry movies are a fucking joke. Yeah. No one rallies yeah. around that shit because they suck. Kind well, of- they've made like a thousand of them, Anthony. You can't yeah. just completely discl- <laughs> like, discount them. They've been they've making them for, for since I was like, in, like, I don't know, in my 30s. I don't know. So it's right, been right, a while. How many Medea Halloween movies can you make, though? I mean, I don't, really. I- a million, I guess. <laughs> I think he should still do the Logan movie. How with many Medea. are there? Can we There's just a, look I, up? I, I just looked it up. There's, a, I got, I looked up Tyler Perry, and yeah. I got eighteen movie matches. Yeah, on Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Jesus like, Christ. The guy's prolific. Yeah, it's not man. a one and done. It's like it's a thing. He knows his audience, though. So you know, we either you found his niche. Yeah, you find your niche. You lock in, and then uh, yeah, you dress up as an old lady, yeah. and everything's good. <laughs> Carry a gun in your purse as an old lady, and uh, you make a lot of It was Big Mama's house. That was my. That's actually not Tyler Perry. I know. That's. Uh, I know. That's what I'm saying. Oh. I think he did it. Lawrence. Uh, yeah. Uh, what, what, what the fuck was his name? Now you. I, I said his name. Guys dressing up as old as old ladies. That was that was Martin Lawrence. Martin first Lawrence. Big yeah. Yeah. In, yes, he did that. Uh, it's always never not funny though. Come on. Uh, <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire is great. Same thing. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's Listen, back I, to- I didn't see. I didn't see yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire in the theater, but I saw Big Mama's house yeah. in the theater. It had to be. So a- that tells you about what I like. <laughs> I'll say that both Mrs. Doubtfire and Big Mama's house. Yeah. I think I like. I like Mrs. Doubtfire more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Either one of those movies comes on. Yeah. I end up watching. It, I'm watching I don't change this. the channel. Yeah. Yeah. How many Big Mama's house movies were there? Was there? Two. There were two. Yeah, well, that's all they need. That's all you don't need to do. Like all I think about is the first one. The, the they said it one, all with the first yeah. one. Yeah. 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 yeah, you really don't need a sequel to yeah movie called Big Mom's House. <laughs> uh, so you know who's not a fan of superhero movies? Uh, Ethan Hawke. Uh, at the end of an interview with the film stage, this is what he says about superhero films. Well, let's just discuss this for a second. He says, quote, now we have the problem that they tell us Logan is a great movie. Well, it's a great superhero movie. It still involves people in tights with metal coming out of their hands. There's no tights. There's no tights. He hasn't seen the movie. Yeah, there's no tights in this movie. (laughs) He says, it's not Brisson. It's not Bergman. But they talk about it like it is. I went to see Logan because everyone was like, this is a great movie. And I was like, really? No, this is a fine superhero movie. There's a difference. But big business doesn't think there's a difference. Big business wants you to think that this is a great film because they want to make money off of it end quote now yes. he is right and wrong in this it, all together at the I, same I time agree in this thing what part is he right about anthony he is right big business does want you to think things are great because they're yes. gonna make of course yes everything is the greatest thing ever that is the that is the concept of business but the, the, right the dangerous thing about that now is that big business has like kind of scared critics into also kind what, of saying what's dangerous this is dangerous good. about that exactly is that big business how ha- now has their hand in the pockets of critics that are now telling yes, this is amazing they, and they not us not us but and you know what we'll get to in the second half of the news, there's a, a news story that that relates to this. But big business owns Fandango. Big or business, big business owns or not fan, Big business owns Rotten Tomatoes. Tomatoes. And yeah. critics are afraid of backlash from fucking people on the internet, and they're gonna fucking suck the dick or whatever. Not only, they not only that, they're the afraid of not getting that fucking first screening to their movies. Yes, that also. Now and that guap. Right. Where is it? What part <laughs> is he completely off base on in in this quote? Just because the movie's about superheroes, that it can't be like a great movie. He's confusing like realism and fantasy genres, and of course it's not Brisson, it's not Bergman, but it is a it's like a, a great western movie. There's no fucking tights in it. I don't think he actually 
saw this movie. Right. Uh, so I mean, but it I is like Ethan Hawke on the same at the same. I like time. Logan. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's good. I the thing that I uh, always say is like, if you could sit down somebody who doesn't like these types of movies and they sit through the whole thing and they like it, yeah, then it's like an unquestionably good movie. Right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't know if I could do that with necessarily. I don't think I could just grab like some random broad and sit her down and go, hey, watch this. You're going to like it. And then they'll watch it. I don't know. Maybe like I think it's like maybe um, there's a good chance. I would say 60, 40 chance that they're going to like it. I mean, you can kind of do that with Logan. This is yeah. what, what you're saying. Could you grab a broad and have her watch Bergman and like it? Uh, I don't even know what Bergman is. <laughs> I was talk- he's talking. He's talking about some like really highfalutin yeah. stuff. Well, so. it's a little film snobby, and the New Yorker. This article is great. Well, let me look up Bergman right now because so, I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna feel like embarrassed if I know Bergman and I don't. Ingmar Bergman. Uh, the the this article makes. I like this point. It makes uh, that you know he's trying. He's criticizing the fantasy genre and saying it's not as good as realism, uh, and that superhero movies are a subset of cinematic fantasy. The, the metal hands in Logan aren't different from the costumes of the Tin Man, the Scarecrow, and the Cowardly Lion, or from the vampire Nosferatu, the monster in Frankenstein, the robot in Metropolis. Uh, and these are all g- classic works of cinema. Well, you know what this screams to me? Um, and, and I get it. It screams to me the fact that what's making money and what's dominating Hollywood is the superhero yeah, genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, a lot of these films that are made, you know, that aren't, intended to be blockbuster movies are getting ignored and, mm-hmm. and the actors that are in these movies mm-hmm. are feeling salty about it. And this is just the trend. We, we are all seeing this independent movies are, are, but, are not a thing for the big studios. And but to say a superhero film can't be a great film just because yeah. it's a superhero just, film is, no, is I think he's like, fascinating. I think he's thinking about it's it like an narrow, actor narrow minded. Yeah. And he's thinking about like how hard it is to act and be a superhero. And it's not that hard. Um, <laughs> right, because really, I mean, you maybe have one emotional or two emotional scenes in a movie. Uh, you don't have to do like these like long, like you know, imagine like Pacino in like Glenn Gary, right, Glenn, right, Glenn Ross, like long monologues, this, and... yeah, these monologues that like require like so many emotions to happen in like one shot. He's going from being like pissed off to being like convincing himself of something and then to, yeah, yeah. you know, breaking down yeah. like, all of these different things are, are occurring. So, um, I he's got that. a point. Yeah, that's the thing. He's right and wrong about like, this all stuff. of these uh, things in these movies are very compartmentalized. Yeah. So you have the, like, I'm going to cry scene or that I'm <laughs> upset scene. And yeah. then that's it. And then you move on to the next scene. It's not like these things that transition into one another. And, uh, so uh, he has a point as an acting from an acting standpoint. Uh, and Logan is just, it's unique in that, you know, there is great performances in Logan. There is all that emotion, but and, uh, it's also Hugh Jackman just being Wolverine, uh, you know. With, and he's done it at that. And he's times. done it nine times before. <laughs> uh, moving on, another great article from Variety about uh, title, How Hollywood is Racing to Catch Up with Netflix. Uh, I'll put this in the show notes. Just a great article. The irony that uh, Netflix started trying to compete with like Blockbuster and then compete with HBO and everyone counted them out and they've become this power horse and flipped the script to well, where Netflix was originally where you rented DVDs. You rented DVDs, but the, you know, the guy who, who came up with Netflix, he always had this idea in his pocket for the long play. And as they gathered data, 
no data that no other company had. It set them farther and farther ahead in this market. And now, like Disney, this article features Bob Iger talking about the Disney streaming service. So now Disney is trying to figure out how to catch up to Netflix, which I think is crazy. So the few tidbits that are, are interesting here, they, he said that this streaming service is the company's top priority. Disney's. For 2019, Disney's top priority. There's an article saying that it's officially named Disney Play. I don't think that's the name. Because if you actually read the article, he just said Iger has referred to the streaming service as a Disney Play. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a Disney move. It's a Disney Play. But he also reveals that he, it's going to be less than Netflix. And that's because it's going to have less content initially as they build up their library. Still... A year away now, if you've done the trends between uh, DC and Marvel, you will notice some things like DC does things first. Marvel tends to do things better. That's right. And this is the exact case we are in with DC's streaming service. They had a huge launch this week. They've announced when it's coming out. Uh, Kevin Smith hosted like a 90 minute. It was like a two hour live show on YouTube yesterday. I was watching it at work. Uh, the DC universe streaming service will launch on Batman day this year, which is September 15th. All right. Teen Titans will premiere October 3rd at New York comic con to kick off New York comic con then premieres on the service, October 12th. And uh, they'll have new episodes every Teen Friday. Titans is going to be awful. Titans, really? You think so? Yeah. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of want to check it out. Twelve episodes, new episodes every Friday. Have you seen these new character banners they put up? It's you so mean bad. fuck Batman or Teen Titans regular cartoon? No, no, Titans. Sorry, the show Titans. Mm. Fuck Batman. The fuck Batman. Yes. Uh, okay. They they put out some character banners of Beast Boy, Raven, Starfire, and Robin. They've, um, already, they've already gotten the characters wrong. Uh, which ones have they gotten wrong? All of them? I mean, we haven't seen Robin. Anything. Robin. <laughs> Robin stepping on a man's neck. It's like fuck Hawk and Dove cutting people up. Starfire Slicey. looking the way looking mm. looking like she's a fucking prostitute. What are we doing here? Raven looks kind of cool. She looks like uh, oh, oh Raven. They got Raven right. They got Raven. <laughs> Thank they, God. They got Brendan <laughs> Fraser for doing. I want to tune in for Raven. <laughs> yeah, wait to see Raven. So, but when it does launch. It will have like all the Super Friends episodes on there. It will have oh, the old ones. Those are old. Yeah, school. the old. Here's what the kind of the cool new stuff they're bringing. All of Batman the Animated Series has been remastered in HD. Geek boner will be available to watch. That's kind of cool. And Linda Carter's Wonder Woman also remastered in Whoa. HD. Uh, there'll be a DC Daily News show. So uh, you can watch on two devices at once. They said, and in the video they were going through what the app looked like on TVs. I guess it's gonna be like on. Play game consoles and the Roku box and Apple yeah, TV and shit, right? So yeah. they're going through the screens on TV. It's nicely laid out. It's clean. Uh, I, what I really liked was you can read tons of comic books. They have all these comics. Uh, you could just pull up and read, and uh, you could do side by side comparisons of like on your TV on the TV. Yes, that's kind of cool. Yeah, you could zoom in and zoom out, and that, you read, and they're all available. Read comic books on your TV. That's fucking here, cool. I'll say, here's what I'll say about that. Yeah. Comic books are dying, so yes. I don't know if that's necessarily a draw for people. Yeah, but that's a good. It's Doesn't a nice. Dif- it's a nice differentiator yeah. from the other services. Right? What other streaming service has like crystal Live, clear uh, yeah, comic books? Yeah, where you can stream them. There's a, there's a community aspect to it. You know, you can uh, interact with other listeners. 
Uh, you guys, I think we're going to have to get an account for the show. Like watching this, watching Kevin Smith get excited. I was like, geek boner. Ooh, I think I, I, I think we're going to have to sign up for oh, the show. excited about something? I'm excited. Yeah, surprise. Oh. Have you met me? <laughs> I'm pumped. Yeah, surprise, me too. Surprise. But listen, for the show, I feel like we should review some of this new content. I'm kind of interested in the Swamp Thing show. I want to see the, the Young Justice show. I'm... Uh, They've got they got me excited. I'm not getting it, but I'll, I'll find no, no, it. I, maybe we can get one account and share it for the show. They it's can only can see two it devices. on two TVs. So, yeah. So, two of us at a time can watch stuff. And then when the person's Anthony done. Anthony watch it anyway. Yeah. So, we just, that's, <laughs> that, that's all we need. But I got I got kind of geeked for this. And now, like we said, will Marvel see what they're doing? Will they do it better when they lost their streaming service? Oh, they're definitely going they're definitely to watch next year. Yeah. They're watching. They're going to be watching and, you know, doing their thing. Playing chess with DC. <laughs> I'm, yeah, it always yeah. seems like DC is playing checkers while Marvel's playing chess. Yeah, it's That's like right. similar, but not the same game. Yeah. Uh, but they're getting, you know, while, they're while getting DC, their first. While DC's gearing up and like, man, we're killing it. We got the Nolan stuff out. These yeah. Marvel's like, you know what? We're just going to make our little shared universe over yeah. here. We're just going to make a couple billion dollars this time. year. And yeah. You got one popular character. <laughs> we're going to fucking... <laughs> quadruple that easily. You're driving Batman into the ground while we're just acquiring all our B characters and gonna make this way yeah. better. Remember we're when slowly uh, buy every studio? Yeah, <laughs> we'll just suck it. Remember when Batman vs Superman was was uh, coming out on the same date as Civil War at one point? Remember that? And then they they moved. We're like, oh, you, Marvel's like, oh, you're making a movie about your heroes fighting? That's funny. We're making a movie about our heroes fighting too. Same day. What are yeah. you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Who blinks first? Uh, and uh, I don't know. I mean, I didn't. First? I didn't watch this special. I mean, I, I'm. I'm a little. I'm just yeah. more. It's not that DC. Yeah. Per se, it's more the fact that all these fucking streaming services are coming out. Yes. And now it's it's yes. getting a little. A yes. little it itches your balls. Yes. Yeah. However, this pre-order, if you pay pre-order for a year, seventy-five dollars, you get three months free. So that's fifteen months for seventy-five dollars. That's not bad. You are such a shill. I I'm, I suddenly am. I'm like, how many people do I got to give my money to him? I know, but it's it looked cool, and I like Greg Capullo is sitting there in the video, like reading Batman comic books, and I was like, that actually looks really fun. Like that looks cool. I want to read comic books on my fucking television. Uh, so yeah, unique thing. I think it's gonna be a big, a good launch for them, uh, coming out September fifteenth. And with that, let's take a quick break right here. Play some promos. We'll be back. With some more news, we're going to recap our time at Wizard World and uh, give you some recommendations right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, listener, Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. My co-host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed. Voice from the Underground. Called The Working Man's Nerdist, Tales from the Fandom is a weekly podcast where David talks with a guest about the fandoms that they love. Whether it's classics like Star Trek, Star Wars and Tolkien, or new ones like Game of Thrones or Harry Potter. Anime, books, TV shows, movies, role-playing, video games, cosplay and more are discussed. 
Each episode is different, based on the guest. No fandom is too big or too small. Subscribe to Tales from the Fandom and join in on the fun. Hey, listener, check out our fun fan club. Join our membership site over at Patreon, jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. And for a monthly donation, you will help support the show and you will get bonus content in the form of an exclusive RSS feed that has tons of uh, post-show audio whole episodes. For example, there is a new jock talk out with Chaz. Hey, shut the fuck up. I'm doing something. And Anthony, uh, Anthony, what are you guys talking about in this latest episode? Shit, I don't even remember. I don't remember either. It was about <laughs> baseball. It was, yeah, it was a variety of to- it was oh, like it was a, a, a variety of-, of topics that Chaz came up with: baseball, boxing. Oh, you guys football. were doing kind of like he was bringing up a, a buy yeah, sell was, thing. Like he was bringing up a topic, headlines. and I and I like it. Agree or disagree? Buy sell? Pass or hold? What? Whatever the fuck you want to call it. New format for Jock Talk, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Very exciting. Wowie zowie! And also. We have an, um, a really good audio essay. There's a new rug down. It's a 20-minute audio essay from Rugboy on hashtag ComicsGate. Oh, shit. Uh, something that's been in Twitter, in the media, in the geek sphere. I'm sure you have heard of it. Rugs, you did a really good job. And it was hard. It, it was hard, and I appreciate you putting in the effort for this content. Because uh, it's not easy to like talk for like 20 minutes. Right. And uh, without someone to bounce something off of. So I, I I don't know how it came out. Tell me if it was good. Uh, I thought it was very good. You make a lot of good points. And I think in a future show, we will we will break this down for the listener on the main show. It's a very interesting uh, topic with a lot of nuanced parts. And it's kind of confusing to me. So for my own, you know. Yeah, it'll confuse you if you listen to this. It's fucking confusing. <laughs> but check it out. You get all that. And there's other perks like stickers and T-shirts. And I just got to say thank you to each and every one of our patrons for your continued support. You guys Hell are yeah. awesome. Uh, help us get to do cool stuff. And I hope give you guys you... enjoy the content. Yeah. And, I hope, and if you guys want more stuff on Patreon, just let us know. and We'll see what we can do. I'll try and do a little bit more. Yeah, we got movie orders we got to fill. We'll be uh, getting to those. Yeah, um, don't worry, patron. Eventually, we will get to those movies. Yeah, yeah. And if and if you're getting impatient, just message us and we'll. It'll just know kick that us in I've butt. seen a lot of the movies because I was proactive and the other people to have it. So there you go. Fuck them. Yep. <laughs> it's mostly Anthony that hasn't watched shit. So. I haven't watched the movies, but Imran hasn't. Here, I'll blame it on you. <laughs> yeah. You haven't scheduled anything, so I have oh. no incentive to oh, watch these movies. You motherfuckers. All right. I will schedule it and uh, force. And we will alternate between Patreon and main show. Yeah. It helps me make up my mind on what I have to watch. I'm like, what am I watching today? Like, I got to watch this anyway. Your, so your fucking lives. You're an adult felty. God damn it. Make a decision. Anyways. I did. You did. I did. You're blaming the wrong oh, person. Why are you blaming me? I watched the movies. You didn't even do it. You millennial yeah. jock. Watch the movie. Yeah. Fuck uh, Anthony. Who's that's the, right. Who's the one that's <laughs> never on a what the fuck happened episode because he doesn't want to watch Howard the Duck. Come on. Take one for the team. <laughs> You always have like a million guests, and I'm just uh, gonna sit there. Uh, you get one of these. Back didn't to see, the news. Didn't I didn't see why. the movie. Yeah, don't care. Didn't see that one either. Uh, back to the news. We're gonna stick with more DC news. Apparently, Aquaman, uh, James Wan's Aquaman, that's coming out December 21st, has screened early screening. This is a very early screening, so they're probably gonna go back and tweak stuff. And initial reactions are like, it's good. Not great. It's good. Uh, people saying it reminds them 
of a phase one MCU movie, which honestly, that's an improvement. I think, <laughs> I think if that's what they're like, you, it reminds you of like Iron Man and the first Thor and Captain America. Like, that's great. That's kind of what, where they should have started this whole time. Uh, I don't know. What, is, is this, is this, what do you guys think? It's hopeful. It's a, at least it's not a complete like dumpster fire from these early screenings. Like it's been in the past. It's a good, if it's a good movie, it's a good movie. I mean, it's good in what context? That's the thing. Is it good compared to a Marvel movie or is it good compared to a DC movie? Which doesn't mean anything. I will say it does look like <laughs> Momoa is having a really good time in the trailer. So I hope that comes across like the whole movie. Like I'm going to have fun because he's having fun playing this fucking character. I'd rather they say this than it's a complete trash. Right. Exactly. Uh, so here, here, here's where we'll run into a little bit of problem when it comes out December 21st. So they've just moved up the release date for UK and Australia US dates for now, December 21st, it's coming out December 13th earlier in the UK and Australia. I think they may change the US date. Why? Here are the other, some of the other movies that are coming out on exactly the same fucking day, December 21st. All right. This is its competition. Alita battle angel. No one's seeing that. Bumblebee. No one's seeing that. Mary Poppins Returns. That's going to be a problem. And then Holmes and Watson. Have you seen the trailer for this where it's Chris Farrell and John C. Riley playing fucking Sherlock Holmes and Watson? That's, yeah, that might, that might, that might be a draw. Bumblebee might. You don't bum, think Bumblebee's uh, going to pull Transformers? Uh, Bumblebee people? might do some stuff. It's got Haley Steinfeld. It's going to be third place. I don't understand why they're releasing all these movies on the same on day. On the same day. And uh, <laughs> if I was Warner Brothers. This is like dick measuring move. right it, now. It yeah. really is. This is a tough. It's going to be a tough end of the year. Well, I mean, it is a good here. I'll say it's a good weekend because Christmas is right there, so you you get yeah, that longer. You get that longer um, hype, or the you get the longer amount of time where people can be in the movie theater because you might have to assume most people have off the twenty fourth as well. So you, Christmas yeah, Eve so maybe twenty fifth, yeah, so you get five yeah, days right yeah. there. But uh, the all important opening fuck? weekend, five yeah. movies. Who, who's gonna win this opening weekend? I don't even know if, if Aquaman can win the opening weekend Let, with this this lineup. Here. No, it will. You think so? Barely. It's going to be Aquaman, Mary Poppins, and Bumblebee. There you go. I mean, that's a big Disney they, movie. And then maybe Holmes and Watson comes I, in. I, I would agree with Ruggs. You don't think anybody's going to see Alita Battle Angel, James Cameron, I don't, I don't Robert Rodriguez? Know. Oh, what is that? Yeah, we watched the trailer. No, it's awesome. It, oh, it it's looks that one awesome. with the, uh, with the big eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks awesome, looks but against sick. Aquaman, it's not going to do it. It, it has mm. to have his... I don't even think Alita Battle Angel could come out on top of Bumblebee. Uh, wow. I would agree with that. I mean, the, so family-wise, if we think of families and kids going to the theater, I think this is going to be a hard uh, choice between the Mary Poppins and the Bumblebee and the Do Aquaman. the kids know what Mary Poppins is? Well, the, Disney's oh, going to make sure. parents are going to take their kids. Okay. Yeah. Right. Parents yes. are going to take their kids. Any chick that's like yeah. over like 30 yeah, yeah. is going to be in the theater. Dude, this is Disney's uh, plan that's from the childhood. get-go. This is their strategy. They get the parents who grew up with these movies. Let's remake the movie. So that they bring their kids because they remembered how much they love this movie. It's fucking genius. Yeah. For me, I, Mary Poppins doesn't resonate with me at all. I fucking love Mary Poppins so much. It's one of my favorite movies. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah I've seen it a million times. I, I can do every fucking song from it. 
it's your generation. You're yes. too young to, to. You weren't there when it was out when you were a kid. I'm no. kind of offended that there it was a. It was a huge thing. Is this isn't a, a, a reboot? It's like a, it's a sequel. It's a sequel. Yeah, where she comes back. That's fine because there were. I I even read some of the Mary Poppins books, and so like she comes back. She has what adventures. The fuck is, yeah. What is she? What is she? She's a nanny with magical powers. She's the best, oh sweetest nanny, and she can. It's pop like Harry Potter yes. meets like Mrs. Doubtfire. Things come alive. She does magic tricks. She pops into chalk drawings. They go on a carrot. It's fucking great. There's animation and. <laughs> Live action and amazing performance by uh, Dick Van Dyke as uh, Bert. Oh, it's fine. Lynn Mar- Lynn Manuel Miranda, I guess, is playing that part. Dude, Mary Poppins is. I, I think everyone is screaming at the phone, going, "Fucking Mary Poppins is the best." I'm Mary Poppins. Y'all. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. We know Yandu likes it. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I mean, I'll be there for Aquaman on the 21st for the show, of course. But uh, it'll be interesting to see where the numbers. Box office numbers fall out. Moving on, more uh, DC news. The Joker movie that already has uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix as Joker, Robert De Niro, Mark Maron, Brian Callens, as he beats. News came out one day that uh, Alec Baldwin joins uh, the cast to play Thomas Wayne. Hollywood Reporter reporting Bruce Wayne's father and also saying that this Thomas Wayne is a cheesy tanned businessman. Who is more in the mold of a 1980s Donald Trump? Oh shit! So ironically, you know, Baldwin <laughs> does a great Donald Trump on SNL. Bullshit! And then immediately the next day, Alec Baldwin's like, "No, I'm not. I'm out. I quit. I'm not doing this movie." Good, good for and, him. Uh, okay, okay, wait. If they were smart, yeah. they would just get Christopher Walken. Oh, to play Thomas Wayne? Yeah, play that cheesy Thomas Wayne. Well, I, I remember Christopher Walken from the the third Batman. Was that the second? Third second Batman. Batman. Second Batman movie. Yeah, he was great as a bad guy. Now, why would I Thomas wanted... Wayne be like Donald Trump? And why is Thomas Wayne in the Joker movie? It's a Joker origin movie. I don't know. This like, is all confusing. Thomas Wayne would be more like uh, Elon Musk or something. Yes. Well, be no, he's a, he's a philanthropist, a businessman, yeah, musky, yeah. and musky. He's very musky. So. You didn't think Alec? You, it was he this real? He feels philanthropist. Do you think he fills a, a lots of things? Phil, my name's Phil. I'm a philanthropist. Do you think all this is bullshit? Like <laughs> I just thought it was weird that they uh, like they announced that he was in the movie, and then he has the, like he's like, no, I'm not doing this. The, the, the next day, what the fuck is going on here? Does he not want to be a Trump type in earnest because he's doing a parody uh, and he hates fucking? Donald I don't Trump? know. I, I might have jumped the gun. Yeah. They might have just jumped like they might have like, thought they had it and they went out with it and he was just like, what the fuck? I never said I was going to do this. Fuck yeah. you guys. I'm super I'll excited about for it. this movie, though. I think this movie is going to be really interesting. Low budget, gritty taxi driver meets uh, fucking some other movie in the middle. Is Batman in this? Uh, I don't know. I don't know how you do an origin movie without the Batman because uh, traditionally he's tied to Joker's oh. origin. I got something completely random. Okay, what's that? Do you all know that, that that Winnie the Pooh movie came out? Yeah, with uh, people were like uh, tearing up over the nostalgia, the feels they were getting with this movie. What what was it called? Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin, yeah. yeah. About the guy who, who created uh, Winnie the Pooh. It didn't make that much money. This is Disney, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, I'm just, it's, I just Winnie the randomly Pooh thought, because I, I was looking yeah. up all the Disney remakes. Yeah. Because I, I think that it, they didn't, I, you didn't see any marketing for it. No. You remember seeing a commercial for it? Not really. Maybe but, they buried it. But I've already seen a ton of marketing for Dumbo. Oh, I haven't seen that much for Dumbo. Man, they're just fucking going to remake everything, aren't they? Like, I don't even remember seeing <laughs> oh, one shit. commercial for Christopher Robin. Not one. Why do they call it Christopher Robin and not Winnie the Pooh? 
I, I think it, I think that's a mistake. Yeah, that's a big fuck up. Right that's there. a big fuck up right there. Also, I think it was about the create the guy who created Winnie the oh, Pooh, and it's like a, what it was maybe about? like a kind of like a biopic, but then they come to life. I don't know. I didn't fucking see the yeah, movie. Yeah, it's not a like a oh bother. true Winnie the Pooh movie. It's kind of like a sideways into Winnie. Well, I suppose all I know is. They're about to make a shit ton of money because Dumbo is coming out. Yeah. That Mulan movie is coming out. Aladdin's coming out. Mary Lion Poppins. King's coming out. Mary they're gonna Poppins do, they're gonna do is Little coming Mermaid. out. They're just going to remake yeah, everything. That's all. One in one, 101 Dalmatians. And, 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 and rule the world. They'll be running everything. Uh, going back to Batman, Sorry. here's another crazy <laughs> rumor. Uh, Geeks Worldwide, this site, it was reporting that Oscar Isaac has met with Warner Brothers about playing appearing in Matt Reeves' Batman solo movie. They don't know which character he might be in line to play, but then people were like, is he up for Batman or a bad guy? But then I was like, Oscar Isaac is Batman? That, as a young Batman, that could, that may work. What do you guys think? Would you would you buy him as a, a Bruce Wayne Batman? Oscar Isaac? Yeah. He's not that big. No. Yeah, it's like, I mean, uh, anything could happen. But he can I mean, I guess up. Keaton wasn't a very tall no, guy Keaton's either. tiny, yeah. Yeah, but that was back in the day where they, they yeah. made shit weird. Yeah, they That's didn't true. have to fit like Now their... they try at least to somewhat yeah. make the guys look cool. Like so Oscar imposing. Isaac is 5'9". I've always uh, imagined Batman to be like six, a, at least over six, six foot. Yeah, uh, yeah at least yeah, six like, feet, broad shoulders. It's like Imran's height. That's, no, uh, Imran a, is like at least 5'3". Like five five. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it! <laughs> five three and a half. How, how tall are you actually? I'm probably like five eight or five nine. I'm probably like, get the fuck out of here. No, I, don't. I stand next to you and you look so small. How tall are you? Six foot. Yeah, well, of course. Dude, that's but it's still four inches less. Right, it's five, five eight. Five five four nine. inches is a lot. That's a lot of. Th- right. That's a lot that, of fucking jump room there. It's a lot downstairs too. That's why I'm better at wall balls <laughs> and squats than you. I got that's, less. I hear you. Less hear way you. to go. Back, yeah, I hear you. back when I did the cross. Yeah, you squat real well. Yeah, man, I could I could do a snatch. I'm actually, I'm people were like, people were impressed by my snatch. In, they were like, I'm, I'm look at that guy do the this. snatch. I'm, no, I'm serious. People saw my snatch and they were impressed. Oh shit! And it's not code word for anything. Put your tweets away. It's an Olympic lift, motherfuckers. I guess Oscar Isaac could be bad, man. or maybe a bad guy. He said he's very interested in being a part of this movie. Uh, I think make, make him a bad guy would also be great. We don't know anything about fucking this movie, so. Anyways, light rumor. Yeah, well, I, I don't more, don't more physical. Know. You see that fucking speaking of Batman, you yeah. see that uh, Ben Affleck's in rehab. Yes, uh, he. I, it said Jennifer Garner checked him in. Yeah. So uh, he's not playing Batman then. So I, don't, I, mean, I don't think he's playing Batman. Oh, he says, he says, "Sorry, hey Ben, I hope you feel better. I hope he's listening to this in rehab and uh, he's we make in him rehab laugh. for." Uh, after being pictured purchasing multiple bottles of alcohol, these are and the, this. I mean, he's been in and out of rehab uh, a couple of times. So. Yeah, he likes his. He likes his. Um, likes you know, the drinks. Booze. Mel B also checked into rehab. America's Got Talent judge. Totally random. Mel B. Who's yeah. Mel B? Mel B. Is she the Spice, Spice Girls? Girl? Yeah, yeah. Can I just say one thing about Mel B? Is she looks so good now? Like I think she looks better than she did when she was in the Spice Girls like twenty five years ago. I don't know. Right. Yeah, I don't know how that's possible. But I was like, damn, Melby's looking good. And she looks Black, better. Don't crack. Man, she looks amazing. I love the Melby. Uh, anyways, moving on. Todd McFarlane had a big announcement about his Spawn movie on the social medias. And it's that uh, the Walking Dead special effects specialist and director Greg Nicotero is joining the movie. 
you know, despite the fact that he's making this for a low budget and that he's this is his directorial debut, he has made some smart choices so far. That's not a bad idea. In my opinion. J.B. Fox, Jeremy Renner as Twitch. Of course, and Greg, did you know Greg Nicotero worked on the first Spawn movie fucking 20 years ago also? No, did not know that. So I, I think that I, li- I love this move because he wants to use practical effects because of the budget. And uh, Nicotero is, is one of the he's, best. He's experienced in working with TV, yeah. TV money. TV and money. And zombie faces. And, yeah, and melty, burny faces. And like the, the, the makeup on The Walking Dead is good. It's the rest of the fucking decompressed shitty writing that ruins the show now. But it's not the makeup. Yep. Not the makeup's fault. Uh, what, what, what do you think about this, Rox? Do you think he's being he's making some smart moves here? I mean, I don't think he's an idiot. I mean, he's Tom McFarlane. He fucking yeah. did shit that no one else did. He did build an empire off of uh, yeah. his name. And, he, and, and then he wasted it buying baseballs. <laughs> but uh, Is that what happened? <laughs> so, like, he has to make more toys to pay for his baseballs? Yeah. He bought completely He's a huge baseballs. baseball fan. I know. <laughs> like signed baseballs and he shit. He bought like the, uh, the guys who were the home run yeah, guys, yeah. but they're all on steroids, so oh, it doesn't count. No, oh, all no. the asterisk balls? He bought all the asterisk yeah. balls? Oh, With a Mark McGuire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody's got to buy those. And he bought his balls. <laughs> Are those balls more worth more or less than the non-asterisk home run balls in the current market? Not, not, right no, not right now. they're not worth anything okay. because they're like asterisk balls. But he paid a lot for them, and then they yes. lost value. He bought all the game balls. Uh, like, I spent see. like millions of dollars on it. Getting like the, the most home run ball. Yeah. 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 Damn. Uh, all right. Well, Todd, uh, hopefully. Read about Don McFarlane's balls on the internet. Don McFarlane, I hope this money, uh, this movie makes you money for your balls. Get the balls last week. He bit. can finally recoup his ball <laughs> he could money. recoup his ball money. I have a ball budget and it's very low right now. Yeah, he blew his ball he blew budget. blew his ball budget. Uh, last bit of story for the news. This is kind of exciting for us as a podcast. Rotten Tomatoes has announced some big changes in an effort to boost critic diversity. You know, they've come under fire from fans, critics, and filmmakers who think this grading system is a little simplistic. Uh, here's what uh, their uh, critics relation manager, Jen- Jenny Jedney, had to say about these new guidelines. Over the past few years, our team has added hundreds of new voices to the tom- tomato meter on top of the thousands we currently have with the goal of creating a critics pool that closely reflects the global entertainment audience. We took another key step today by revamping our critics ki- criteria that both shifts our focus to approving critics individually rather than through publications and introduces updated guidelines for newer media platforms to be a part of the tomato meter. What this means is that they're relaxing the certification process. They are going to allow certain things like podcasts and video reviews. Oh shit. Uh, uh, from people like us individuals who like to review things and it's going to factor into the score. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to so, like, sign up for this fucking thing the minute they launch How do you feel about it. that, that they're letting complete shitheads well, uh, I, review the movies? Now, this is interesting, yes, because, you know, there are times when the critic score doesn't reflect the audience score and flip vice versa. You notice this kind of discrepancy when you, you know, scroll certain movies. Was that a problem that, like, is are they just dumbing it down? 
But on the other hand, I also think our views. I think if they're are, responsible with who they pick, it's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, they, it's it really comes down to the process of who they who if they're they letting. Yeah, they can't pick. They can't pick us because we're not well, reliable. Yeah, but look, here's the thing. I think they can, and this goes back to Ethan Hawke's statement. They need to get some of these critics that aren't afraid of actually critically reviewing the movie, despite what the studio is, what kind of uh, access they're giving them, what they expect from them. And just take the risk. And I think they, they shouldn't pick me. We should. I think they should pick us. I, I, well, I they think could pick we you would. Too. I don't watch enough. I want to see how fast I get called a Nazi. Like, in, <laughs> no, like I think the podcast as an entity should be a movie, and people don't like my reviews. Should be put in there. I don't know. It could also lead to yeah, a lot of fucking. It, it, it's it's not necessarily a bad thing if they if they handle it correctly and get people in there that watch a lot of movies and and have can form a sentence. Well, look, like, for example, that yes. me out. <laughs> no, look, if we applied and they went and we're like, send us some of your reviews and we send them our reviews. Okay, and- if, if we apply and they want us to do it, yes, I'll do it. Right? I'm just saying that. I don't know. It, it's, I mean, they, they, they shouldn't. Not everyone on the fucking Internet deserves I a voice. I feel like mm. if I do that, I'm drawing a huge target on my balls. <laughs> but the, how's your budget? Ball budget. Do you have enough money for the balls? No. Yeah, that's also a problem. I need about like, look, if I was going to do this and like <laughs> commit like uh reviewer suicide and by putting my shit on rotten tomatoes like i would need about a quarter of a million dollars to do that what to get like, the balls no, no like that would be that that would be like what it would be worth to me Damn. lay it on the line yeah to lay like everything like the people coming after me on fucking twitter yeah. if i don't like a movie that's and make what my these life critics, miserable so that's what these critics go through uh, you know yeah. uh, from their right point now, of view nobody nobody listens to this so it doesn't sense. Well, like, yeah, uh, there's not that many I people. They're not that numbers. active. They're not like yeah. I, people listen to it, of course, but like they're not like it's people only who are fans listen to this. Not people who hate listen to this. <laughs> you know, there's not people like looking to fucking like we're not making a dent in like the general public. So like no one's coming for us because no one knows that we, we have, have opinions. gotten two death threats on YouTube. So oh shit, that's a, that's a thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, look, uh, two? Yeah, just in three two. Years. Just two in three years is not bad. Yeah, not I'm bad. excited. We'll do it. I'll do it. We'll do it. Put us in there. Let's see what happens. I don't know. Okay. Let's get a million bucks, split it three ways, yeah. and then we'll do it. There you uh, go. Deal. Done. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. Next segment. Uh, we went to Wizard World this weekend. This past weekend, and we had press credentials. What does that mean exactly? What? The press credentials? Did you get in for free? We did yeah. get in for free. I gotta, Whoa. I gotta say thanks to uh, Wizard World PR Jerry Milani for credentialing nice. us. And it was a little white bracelet it said Wizard the World press. and press on it. Uh, so it wasn't a lanyard, but it was a bracelet. It was still pretty cool. So yeah, you get to uh, walk and go to all the panels and anything that had an extra ticket, like so you don't have to wait online. You just went in. Yeah, there wasn't really much lines. There wasn't really lines. Yeah, I mean, really, what it is. Again, thanks, Jerry Milani, but yeah. it's just a free ticket. Yeah. In in an effort of, uh, you know, we check out the show, have some fun, review the show. I didn't get to talk to anybody, but we did see people from afar because they were people waiting in line and pay 40 bucks to get a picture and an autograph, which I'm not much of a guy to do Me that. Neither. We saw Palm Clemente. Palm Clemente. We saw Michael Rooker. Uh, Michael Ernie Hudson Rooker. was uh, Hudson, was there. Yeah. Uh, did, Anthony, you thought there was more cosplay than you, you expected. Okay. So I haven't been to a Comic-Con since 2011, San Diego. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah. And every time I talk, uh, we were on the show, Rugboy talks about cosplay. Yeah. And I'm like, eh, it's not that bad. 
I got over there. Yeah. I'm not saying it was bad. I was uh, like, holy fuck, oh there's a shit, shit ton of cosplay at this thing. Oh, yeah. There was a- yeah, no one's there to buy comics. Mm, I tell you this. They're, they're really not. There's there was like a whole bunch of people just standing outside the entrance just in cosplay taking pictures. And and that was the part of the, the, uh, the convention that you didn't need to buy a ticket to go in. So yeah. you could have just showed up in your costume and stood out there and had, get pictures taken of you all day and never went inside. Now, they had a whole cosplay corner. They had some uh, cosplay people. They had what the one kind of cool thing was they had like a pr- prop makers. Like you could buy the replica guns and crazy swords like that was kind of neat. But yeah, there was a focus on cosplay. There was a focus on esports and video games. And yeah, there was esports. I mean, everything. There was, yeah. they, had, there was a little There's, uh, they did a whole Ghostbusters thing. Uh, Windy City Ghostbusters Coalition. These guys walk around with like accurate movie, accurate proton packs and do charitable stuff, I guess. I'm not sure. I got some questions. Okay, All go. Right. That's better than Imran talking about what was there going on. There. It was okay. fun, though. It was a fun so show. Let's just, yeah. I, I like to get like a litmus test yeah. of like what was going on. Yeah. So did you go both days? Uh, I went Friday four, and it's Sunday. Four days, right? It's four days, Yeah. Thursday, Friday, you Saturday, went, like, Sunday. prime days, like Saturday and I didn't Friday. go Saturday. I went Friday and Sunday. I only okay. went Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Artist Alley. Yes. Was there a lot of people in Artist Alley? Like a great amount. Not a great amount. It was, uh, you're, you know, a lot, lot of people walking through there. Yes. Okay, but people like buying art and like sitting there waiting for their art to be drawn. I did see some that. of that. So we talked to one of the guys. Yes. Here, let, this answers this question. There was people walking around Artist Alley. It wasn't empty. We talked to one of the guys and he said for this particular con, there wasn't a ton of activity on fr- Thursday or Friday, right? Yeah. But he yeah. said Saturday and Sunday was a lot better. Yeah. Um, he said, "For this particular con, Wizard World Chicago con, it it really depends on what celebrities they get. And he, in his opinion, the celebrities this year weren't the best, so it wasn't as busy. I mean, he huh. didn't know who Boy Meets World people yeah, were. The, the headliners were the Boy Meets, were Boy Meets World, cast. World cast reuniting for the first time in twenty years. Ernie Hudson, Matt Ryan, but you had Palm that- Clementine and Michael Rooker also. Okay, well, that is it. Does make a huge difference? Well, let, let, I'm, me I'm say, let me say. Let me say what saying. Yeah." I think that I've been to conventions where there's been no celebrities about 10 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Artist Alley was booming. That because right. they were the celebrities. Right. Right. Get it? Yep. So okay. I will say on That's the difference, on, people. On Sunday, there was there was a bunch of people walking <laughs> around talking to artists. And I'm going to I want to shout out a couple of these guys. Juan from Gomez Studios. And I was attracted to his booth right away. Well, his name's Juan Gomez. Juan Gomez, obviously. Gomez <laughs> Studios. Uh, check him out on Facebook.com slash Gomez Artastic. I'll put a link in the show notes. But the reason I was like, whoa, look at this. He's got a jock and nerd art mashup. I'll put some photos in the show notes. Uh, they were they were awesome. Awesome superhero illustrations on a sports-themed background. Kind of like oversized trading cards. So, for example, you have... Uh, one of my favorites was Spider-Man in his black costume on the Chicago White Sox background and logo. You have Wolverine with the Chicago Bulls, Captain America and the White Sox, uh, Harley Quinn and the Cubs. And he would mix and match. And he also had some Spectre-Man and uh, some other weird also stuff. Also had Ultraman. And Ultraman. But real nice dude. I gave him a card. I know he's going to listen. So I wanted to promote Wad. <laughs> Check him out. Follow him on Facebook. Visit the cons. Get some of these awesome prints. He was a real cool guy. Local guy from Chicago. And then I met this other guy named Mustafa Musa, who is uh he's worked for uh Image and Marvel and IDW, uh, and he had some really cool aluminum prints. Mustafainc.com, you can find his work. He was at a panel called Building a Geek Brand with this other dude, Tony B. Kim, who runs this website, Crazy for Comic Con. He reviews comics, but he also 
has this really cool site called the Hero Initiative Clothing. It's at HeroWithinStore.com. Really cool clothing. Click this link, Rugs. He was wearing this. So in the panel, it caught my eye. I was like, what is that bomber jacket? It was like a green bomber jacket. It had a red tag that said Marvel. And then the name tag said C. Danvers. And it had subtle Marvel. And I was like, that's really cool. And we get to his booth. And all their clothing is like this adult, classy, geek clothing that you could even go business casual or a night out with. A, a, a you could g- definitely wear this stuff for a night out. Anthony tried on this Black Panther jacket that had really it was like cool- a long coat. Yeah. So I really love this stuff. You almost fucking bought that coat, and I kind of yeah. I wanted to buy one of these. I was uh, I went in. The only reason I didn't is I went into this like going, I'm not buying shit. Yeah. But this coat, these items were so cool. I mean, the coat has like the detail of the Black Panther necklace on it. If you open it up, you get that nice purple lining. Uh, you have a Superman blazer where it's like Clark Kent's blazer is blue, but then red on the be- in the inside lining. It, I mean, all these things you have to you have to check them out for yourselves. I almost bought something on the spot. I only didn't because I told myself I wouldn't spend any money. But I mean, these are clothes that are geeky, but still you can wear them out, and people. We'll just take it as regular night yeah, out. Yeah, the woman's stuff looks really good too. Uh, yeah, the yeah. jackets are night there. Sophisticated apparel for the modern geek is I'll their tagline. Women's stuff. Hero within store. Do they make baby sizes. <laughs> they, they. I don't know. This they is might for be adults. Getting oh, you might shit. have to order something custom. Uh, great stuff. I'm, I might have to order something from them later. Check it out. Herowithinstore.com. Uh, so yeah, man, the the convention was fun. Uh, I have this one interesting bit of news that that in the future may be hard for a lot of comic cons to use the word comic con, and it's the news that a court has ruled that San Di- for San Diego Comic Con, they have been trying to sue Salt Lake City Comic Con since 2014 for using the Comic-Con name and jumping on the bandwagon. A judge has ruled in favor of San Diego. Oh, shit. Meaning there may be a time very soon where you can't use the word Comic-Con if you have a comic convention. They had to change their name to uh, Salt Lake Fan Comic, Fan X Salt Lake Comic Convention. Oh. But I don't know how you can get the rights of the word Comic-Con to me. Comic- what if I change it and I want to make it like the Necro-Comic-Con? Necro-Con, I don't know. You can't do Comic Space-Con or comic No, what if it's con. one word? What if it's one word? I think you have to go Comic Convention. Uh, but that's a lot of power San Diego has that they can, they can fucking convince this judge that, yeah, we okay. own this. We're going to trademark Comic-Con. Fuck them. So Wizard World Fan Expo next year? Fuck I don't em. know. Fuck them. Uh, I have to share this funny uh, uh, quote uh, post from Lisa Morrison on our Facebook group. She says, normally I love being Canadian. However, when it comes to cons, we get the short end of the stick. This weekend in Toronto is Fan Expo. Our big con headliners include the cast of Back to the Future, Jason Momoa, and Jesus from The Walking Dead, I really well, that, envy you guys sometimes. Yeah, that really beats out Boy Meets World, yeah, that's I think. not bad, Lisa Morrison, I think. Uh, yeah, what are you complaining about? Not, you got the Momoa. Momoa's going to be there. You probably got to pay from Walking Dead. The, the $300 to see uh, Jesus from The Walking Dead. Sorry the cons suck, but you have been to a 40X theater, Lisa Morrison, which I have not been to. I would love to check that out. I don't even know what that is. That's that theater where the, when when it's snowing in the movie, it snows in the theater. The seats move. When it's windy, you feel the wind. You feel Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you know, that, you I've, been, I've been wanting to do that. 
Yeah, Kevin Smith raves about these in L.A. And I don't know. I think there's one out here in Gurney. I don't know where it is, but I want to check it out. Sounds like a real waste of money. but like, It's oh, probably I'll like it $50. And, uh, but, yeah, it's totally immersive. And I have yet what? to it's check 40X, it It's 40X. That's what it is. So I think it's called 40X or, uh, uh, yeah, 40X. What's Speaking it? of immersive, I got to just make a shout out to something. Okay. Uh, <laughs> something immersive. I just saw this one hour preview for this game. Called Cyber Cyberpunk 2077. Okay, it is fucking crazy. It looks like a great fucking game. It's in the future. Yeah, and you can be a person like you can make your own character, and you are a like base. It's like Grand Theft Auto, but like it's like RPG. It's like you go through. It's not like this random sandboxing. There's like you everything that your character does like shapes what happens in the world. Fucking awesome. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, watch it. You'll be like fucking it's it's what's great. it called? Cyber Frog? Cyberpunk. <laughs> oh, Cyberpunk. It's oh, got like cy- the most views. 2077? Uh, yes. I seen, I think I seen that. Uh around. Hey, well, that's great. Look, I wanted to do a little uh, recommendations, what you're into right now. That's a good one, Rugs. Anthony, what are you into right now you, that you can uh, turn the listener on to? Before you list off like 20 things. I have two things. <laughs> All right, cool. Um Right now, I am into back in my podcast grind on Joe Rogan podcast. Okay. So I recently listened to a couple. Uh, I, I listened to the Macaulay Culkin one. We talked about talked, talked about, about that. About that. That's he a good one. is completely normal, or so as normal as he as it gets for someone in that. I want to hang out with him. <laughs> Didn't sound like a, a weird person at all. Right. Yeah. Very balanced. Yeah. Very surprised. Um, the next one I listened to was. With Neil deGrasse Tyson, and if you've ever listened to Neil deGrasse Tyson, he is fucking interesting and smart as hell. Yeah, he yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Listen to that one; that one's really good. And now I'm I listening- like his uh his his whole bit on uh Christopher Columbus. Yeah, he did. He he actually touched on Christopher Columbus again in this podcast. What's his yeah, take yeah, on Columbus? I, I, I haven't heard that. It was just one of the most important things that yeah, happened. He, he says it's the most important thing that ever happened. Christopher Columbus coming over to wow. It was the, the first time that the old world and the new worlds reunited met. again. Oh. No, no, not met, oh. but reunited again. Oh. Because, so he, I mean, eventually people would have come over. Right. But um, there's it, no, there was no stopping it. Yeah, it was going to happen, but the fact inevitable. that he did it, it, it like that, that moment is big because eventually, like if you leave people isolated for long periods of time. Yeah. Like for millions of years, yeah. they eventually will evolve into something different. Oh, so the whole other half of the planet could have evolved into a whole different fucking thing. That he's like he points to uh, <laughs> that's crazy. So Austra- we would have had two races of human <laughs> Holy beings. Holy yeah. shit! He two points species. to uh, Australia. Wow. So yeah. Australia was yeah. so isolated yeah. for so long. Yeah, that's why like marsupials develop pouches. Right for, for weird no, shit. For was what happening. reason? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because it's just that's how they evolved because they're so isolated. Oh, interesting. But yeah, that's a really good one. And then yeah. one I'm listening to now is with is MMA. It's Donald Cerrone. But they got me on uh, on it, and I'm now going to experiment with my body. Oh, take Rogan, a uh, month, pitch a month finally of supplements and probiotics and nootropics and see what happens. And what what should happen? You should be a fucking superhuman by the end of yeah. this month. Hey, how, how much how much more in shape do you need to get in? <laughs> this should by the, by the end of it, I will be I will basically be uh, Filipinas Captain America. You will yeah. be a Filipinas god. Like you take all these. I'm like you know he's got alpha brain and supplements and natural things to just make you sleep better, work better, think better. You should be superhuman by the end of the yeah. month. I took, I took the shit. plunge and I'm take I'm going to be taking like. 12 pills a day. 
Oh shit! All right. Yeah. Well, let us like know. Let us know how that works. Sounds out. like a lot of effort. <laughs> uh, let us know <laughs> if it changes everything. By the end of the month, Anthony's just. <laughs> I told my out. mom about it, and she uh. was like, "You're not sick. You're <laughs> not. Old. Why sick. are you taking pills like this? And like, there's supplements, ma." Anthony would be able to see through time by the end of the month and just yeah. like like Doctor Strange. I will be seeing in five dimensions. He's gonna oh, be yeah. roided out. Just be like, hi everybody, I'm on the show. <laughs> what happened to you? On it, I took supplements. It'll just be Joe Rogan. Yeah, you'll totally be. You want to shoot things? He'll be Dan Blazarian. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to be either of those men. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy with who I am, but if I got to them, that'd be great too. Anthony, don't change. I love you just the way you are. Oh, thanks, man. Okay. I think Anthony secretly wants to be Dan Blazarian. Which oh, is who's Dan Blazarian? Is he a fighter? No, he's just a guy. He's, that, a, ri- he's, he's just a rich, rich guy. guy. Oh. He's just a rich he's guy. That parties with models all the time and has oh, just lives an awesome time. life. Nice. That's all he does. And, uh, all he does is Instagram and, and like show the world that he's with models. Yeah, that's a good life. I'd like to do he, that. Like, he's he, just always on a yacht with yeah. like like twenty like just like you have to just look ends. him up and you'll you'll know and you'll be like oh and he's like he's like a guy that like I don't think he necessarily worked for the money. I think he was just born into it. Oh, motherfucker. But he's not like, uh, nice. I mean, he he's kind of douchey, but he's not like, it's one of those where you follow him and you're like, that's, that's, he looks like he lives a fun life. I it's bet he's you're like, I bet you're, it's how you're like, you're like, <laughs> oh my God, I hate this man. Yeah. Oh, oh that's yeah. Okay. I, like. I see. I see. He kind uh, of, I hate him because he's so rich. <laughs> but like, uh, <laughs> he's probably secretly really depressed. Money is a curse, people. All right. I got two podcast recommendations. I don't think he's depressed. No, probably not. No. no. That giant ass on his lap is probably helping him stay happy. Uh, I have two podcast recommendations. One is like a big network one, and one is an independent one, just to balance things out. But I've been totally digging, binging this show called Business Wars from Wondery. Wondery has some really great shows, good production. They're half-hour episodes. And basically what he does is uh, there are seven-part episodes per series for example, the first one was Netflix versus Blockbuster. Seven half-hour episodes. Wow. Really interesting. Then I just finished Nike versus Adidas. Uh, that's the next series. And I just started, this is why I put it in here, Marvel versus DC. He's got a seven-part series. And then, How long are they? They're like half, less than half an hour each. Business Wars? And what is, what's the gist? Business war is basically he he tracks the origin of, the, of these two companies mm-hmm. and, and compares uh, their feud. Like Nintendo versus Sony. Oh, that's that's versus, actually pretty interesting. Yeah. I'm going to add that to my... Dude, it's very... It's so it's really well done. So Ford versus Chevrolet, eBay versus PayPal. If you enjoy like Shark Tank and business shit like that, it's really well done. Good production. Uh, and they're not long. So highly recommend Business Wars. The Marvel versus DC is great. Now to balance it out, I got a press release from our buddy, Eric Garneau. You guys remember Eric from past times? He's been on the show. Yeah. He does Nerdalogs. He has a new show he edited and produced, and I got a press release, and I wanted to help promote them. It's called Batman at Bat. It's a nine-part audio play starring the heroes and villains of Batman comics. Basically, it's a 1940s audio transmission of this baseball game between uh, the heroes and the villains, and every episode is an inning. These are really short episodes. They're like 16 minutes, 15, 16 minutes. Uh, and it's uh, it's narrated by the two radio announcers. So, I, I you know, I, it's, for an independent production, it's pretty good. It's very clever. It's uh, it's kind of funny. It's jock and nerdy. It's jock and nerdy. And so, like, it, you know, Anthony, have you ever, I wanted to ask you, have you ever listened to 
a baseball game on the radio. Well, they don't have. I guess they do it on the radio. But of course, I listen to a baseball so game. So, the is radio. there is there, there's an art to that? Like, do you enjoy like kind of seeing the game in your head through the announcers? No, I'd rather watch it on TV. But if I'm in a car, that's the only way you could listen to it. Uh, yeah, no, and I, mean, I, I enjoy like yeah. good, like there is an art to it. Like yeah. there is, there are guys that are better to listen to on the radio, and there are guys that you listen to on the radio. And you're like, what's the fucking goddamn score? <laughs> goddamn it! Usually about the score. <laughs> but other guys that like describe shit like yeah, so a lot, well. Some are really good at doing that. that you can be basically if the if the rogues beat if they win the heroes team, uh, they go free. Batman made a deal said if you beat us in this baseball game. You all go free. So all right, I don't spoil the whole thing. I, I listened to the first two episodes and I'm kind of hooked. I want to see how this fucking game ends up. Uh, but good job, Eric Garneau and company. Batman at bat.com is the website and the name of the show. Uh, anything else? Rugs, you got anything else to recommend? Uh, recommendations? Yes. Yeah. What are you into? Well, I said Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk is, 2077. Great. Yes. And that's about it. Did I see anything okay. else? No, that's I fine. saw Mission Impossible. Yeah, we all saw that. It's, and I recommend it. I recommend it, go. too. Uh, it's a fucking uh, it's fantastic action movie. I think movie. that the, uh, Rogue Nation is a little bit more of a better action film. Which one was that? The, last the one, one before. The one that came out right before it. All right. But this one was really good. Like, re- I mean, there's a fucking helicopter scene in this it's that was just fucking blew me away. But I think that... Uh, in Rogue Nation, like Tom Cruise had to do this thing where he had to be underwater for like six minutes, yeah, and it amazing. was fucking impossible. I can't believe that he that he I mean, did. He it. learns to do the impossible for these movies. Anthony, the, I, I know you just walked into Mission Impossible. I was seeing the last one, but this is the first time in the franchise that the the movies connect. Like usually, every movie is standalone. So in okay. Rogue Nation, you met Elsa. The, the female spy, like the female Ethan Hunt. And, and the guy, the villain, right? And yes, and the villain, and, uh, you know, Simon Pegg and Bing Rames were in that one too. And it was directed, written by the same guy. So this was a companion piece. Now, to your point, Rugs, Rogue Nation had, I felt it had a way more interesting, convoluted plot. And uh, Fallout was a little more straightforward, but together, the two movies are, are so good yeah, together. Yeah, I think if you see. Both of them. Oh my together. god! It's a, yeah, yeah. It's very satisfying. It's a great ride, and uh, you know they did stuff with his wife and and closed some things and and added some more things. But I fucking I kind of want to see Fallout again. It was uh, he was great just ride. running. Yeah, you remember him running? He was running for a long time in he Fallout. Was running a lot, but like it's like a five minute running. Scene. I can't run like that. And it's on like rooftops and shit, like along <laughs> the edge. He's just walking. Yeah, crazy. You're, there's a stat. I, I said this in my review. They Rotten Tomatoes. Somebody figured out that the more Tom Cruise runs in a movie, the more money the movie makes. There's an actual statistic. He's got to make a movie of him doing a marathon. Imagine <laughs> if he ran for two hours. This movie would make billions and billions of dollars. That's all you got to do. Put him on a treadmill. Put a camera on him. Done. All ass, dude. <laughs> and then uh, before we get to the mailbag, quick friendly reminder, geek reminder, Iron Fist Season 2 out this week. Geek Boner. September 7th. Get your binge on. Uh, I will say who will be the first to binge this. Mm, I don't know. If it was another show, I'd name a listener like uh, Jess Rivera or somebody. Be like, watch this. But it's Iron Fist, so people may be hesitant (laughs) or may not watch it at all. I mean, I'll watch it. I might be late on this one. Uh, That's okay. We 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 don't have a date yet. Yeah. Yeah, Take your time. I, you know what? The binging is great, but I kind of like I'm watching one or two and kind of enjoying it and stretching it out. So I remember the shit also. Because when you watch it all at once, it's hard to remember. 
what the fuck did I just watch? Okay, mailbag. You guys are, we talked at the top of the show about our last episode. Check it out, listener, if you're new. The Fanboy's Guide to the DCEU, where we attempted to say nice things about uh, the DC Shared Universe. And a lot of our listeners who are DC fans really enjoyed the episode. Bill Vincent comment, the past DC Fanboy episode made me want to watch Justice League, which I'd never have seen before. Enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. Honestly, great episode, guys. Talking nerd. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Did we say anything good about Justice League? I know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, we didn't even really talk about no. We just I, talked about I, Superman and the characters. And I I'm, think it's our lack of commentary that makes maybe Wanks want to watch Because we didn't say anything about it. Uh, yeah, we just avoided it completely. And then uh, Jason Dutch <laughs> from Voice from the Underground just uh, messaged me this on Facebook. He said, dude, super topic this week. I really enjoyed that as a big fan of DC Comics. I wanted to chime in like 20 times. LOL. That was a great show. Thank <laughs> you, Jason. So it's just, it's funny. Like we're pleasing the, the DC. Com- I want Kevin Halden. What did you think? I should have dedicated that whole fucking show to Kevin Halden. He would have had a fucking geek boner. Geek boner. I don't think he listens. No, nah, probably not. Uh, Jesse, Rod- he comments on our Facebook group and uh, sure. tells says Black Panther's average. Uh, Jesse Rodriguez. Also comment, I'm going to jump in on the DC episode train here and bring up more discussion. I still hold Man of Steel as one of my favorite modern DC films ever. Yeah, yeah. The critics of this movie bash the two biggest drawbacks as the dad sacrificing himself and the destruction of Metropolis during Act 3. I can possibly understand the first as a possible issue, but why the second? For the first time, Superman is battling an equal. Would you not expect this type of destruction? I understand in the comics, he's the save everyone type, Mr. Positive. But in this movie, he is legitimately fighting his first true enemy and it, at times overwhelmed. I honestly think the other movies uh, were ruined by the fact that they made a point to show you they're fighting around empty buildings, etc. and shit just to play to the obsessive nerd crowd. Comment, Rugs? I think it was ramped up too much. For example, if you ever watch the first Superman movie, you know, Superman gets tossed, uh, uh, Superman 2, actually. He gets tossed through some buildings and stuff like that, but they don't just come crumbling down immediately. He doesn't shoot through, like, seven buildings. Yeah, he doesn't uh, slice a whole building with eyes and stuff. You know, it's like, it's just, or that doesn't happen. So that just seemed like it was just excessive uh, a little bit. Mm. And uh, they could have probably worked around it and still had that happen. I don't know. You got Zod. It's pretty powerful. But, like, it was, like, Exhausting. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> watch all it of went that. on that was, for that a was, while. That was what it was. It was exhausting because it was just over and over destruction porn, yeah. and, I, and I felt like the battle scenes in Metropolis there wasn't a an arc to them. It was just oh, here's another building falling, smashing oh, shit for the sake. So at, yeah. at the end of it, you know, at, by the end of it, you're as Rugboy mentioned, you're just kind of exhausted. Mm-hmm. Also, factor in that Superman's character, um, at his essence, at his core, is someone that cares a lot about people. Mm-hmm. So, to have to, not this I, Superman. I think, well, no, it's just it's just a it's just not a it's not the the wisest choice to put him in a scene where buildings are falling down <laughs> everywhere and he's not doing anything. Well, it's just insane that okay, entire buildings are falling down on top of everyone. There's probably the body counts huge. Yeah, and then he's gonna hit somebody with his eye beams, and that's when he snaps the guy's neck. Right. Like, just some random other people. He should have like, yeah, been, been shocked, like, right away. Like, it just doesn't, it just doesn't really. It never, it doesn't add up. It doesn't build correctly. So, yeah. like, so. That's so, a great point, yeah. because he, he he makes the whole sacrifice scene of killing that, of Zod and going against his. Yeah. 
what he is because but he just let all these buildings but drop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if because Zod's about to kill little boys, so, but there's all these buildings that are dropped. I lo- honestly, I love Man of Steel just for the fact that there's so much discussion you can have about this movie because Zack Snyder does tend to make movies that make you want to talk about it, but. He makes, like, it looked amazing, but he doesn't hold back. He just needs to restrain himself sometimes. He's very heavy-handed. Like, had one building dropped, and then he was like, okay, I got to stop this shit right now. Uh, That would be okay. But it did go on and on and on. If you ever watch Superman Returns. Yeah. Brandon Ruth. That scene where Superman has got to save that plane. Like, when he finally saves that plane from crashing. Yeah. You feel exhilarated. Yep, yep. As dumb as that movie is, yeah. that one scene is probably one of the best Superman scenes ever filmed. I mean, that movie gets unfairly criticized also because like, you're, you're comparing Chris Reeve to Brandon Ruth. You can't compare anybody to Chris Reeve. And they kind of expected him to uh, you know, pull that. So, I don't know. It's worth a second watch. Well, just that one scene. If you want to see what Superman's about, yeah. that scene yeah. right there. Yeah. He is literally doing everything he can yep, yep, to try and yep. stop this plane. And then when he does finally do it, it's in a triumphant yeah. uplifting manner that like makes you really have an awe for the man of steel. Yeah. That's, and in this movie, there's, there's not, no that, does, that doesn't happen. Yes, because you never connect with this Cal uh, to his second point about, you know, that they made it a point to show them fighting. And em- this is where, we really learned how reactionary Warner Brothers is. Remember, this is like the first time where they were like, oh, shit, we got to we, people are giving a shit for this. When had they just stuck to their grounds, maybe? And be like, no, this is the destruction. Fuck what you guys think. This is what the movie we're making. Things may have played out differently. I don't know. It wouldn't have affected so many things narratively. I guess this isn't their worst film. It's not their worst film. It's probably no. the second best film to, in, in my eyes, I would say. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still, I mean, again, it was. I, a, I didn't really uh, uh, like the world engine stuff either. Oh, so with, the, the, the little, with the little black, uh, the the DNA and the thing and the. Uh, is that what you're talking about? That no, no, I didn't like that either. Yeah. I didn't yeah. like that. I didn't like the world engine. I didn't like the uh, the codex. The codex. codex yeah. yeah. So yeah. I had problems with a lot of yeah. things. It's not just a few things that you're saying, Jesse. I understand where you're coming from, but, you know, you look at that movie, they. They made changes that don't add anything to the Correct. to the to the mythos. That's always the problem. It just detracts mm. the fact that Superman's walking around with the code in him. Like that's it's just such a lame fucking thing also, to th- do. This is where they dug themselves into a hole that they're still trying to fucking climb out of. What's that? Uh, off with the Superman trying to get him right and get him. Hopeful they didn't necessarily have him completely wrong. It, but they they made they there was some a few errors there with you know him not saving his dad and mm-hmm. the weird advice that his parents yes. are giving him. Don't save anyone, Clark. They're gonna. But this is the alien Superman that's you know isolated from everyone around him. This is not your goody two shoes boy that grew up in Kansas with a a supportive uh, yeah, father no, figure. Yeah, I get that. It's just you know? it's just it's. It was creeping too far away from the core of yes, the character. Yes, absolutely. Look, it bothers people. Yeah. yeah. But still, it, if you really like Superman a certain way. Yeah, yeah. Now, I personally was always like, yeah, Superman's a little too cheesy. Right, right. But, and I was like, you know, he could be a little bit more badass. But this went way too much the other this way. This went a little <laughs> yes. too far. A lot of people went, are like, like, this is my Superman. Like, a lot of people connected to this generationally. So. Who connected to this? Uh, younger, stupid people. <laughs> no, there's people that like it. Oh, yeah, there that's is. fine, yeah, well, but yeah, like, yeah. that's fine. Again, it's but not like, the worst DCEU movie. Not you know, 
I, I wish there was more to it though. Yes, I really yes. wish there was more to like. I still th- he he needs another uh, he needs another chance. He needs another Superman movie. He could the actor is fine. Yeah, yeah. It's the material. So I rewatched Justice League again, and uh, wow, some of the stuff is just still doesn't make sense. And th- now I really noticed his suit, Superman's suit rugs, the weird white patches with the where it reflects off the light. And, and, and the sculpting, it's, it's really weird. I was like, why would you do that? Parts of it, I still enjoyed it. Parts of it, I'm like, this, what, what, this is still dumb. What the fuck? You just left the fucking third mother box? It's sitting right there. The whole point was to protect it. And you guys completely forgot about it. So, fun movie. All right, before we peace out, Anthony, is there any updates from the National Felty League? Uh, Jesus Christ, Imran. In our great... Uh, Football hasn't started yet. No? I don't you can't know have things. fantasy football when the NFL hasn't started playing Boring. real games yet. Uh, I'll give you an update. Great. Okay. Uh, the Felty League is uh, having a controversy about my deflated balls. Oh, it's the deflated ball game. <laughs> so I, ca- I think I knew football hadn't started. The reason I put this in there is I have two things to bring up. Uh, does it need a better prize, Anthony, than just stickers? So we give away something yes. better, like a t-shirt. What are you going to do? Like well, a t- yeah, we can a do a t-shirt. t-shirt. I'll give a, if that sweetens the pot and gives you more incentive to actually, you know, get into it. How about a t-shirt? Yeah, let's do All a right. t-shirt. Done. T-shirt. Also, I may, uh, I may make you guys a logo. I may make you guys a fun chalk and nerd felty league logo for the league. Oh, wow. We With, have a logo, but yeah. Oh, you do? It's, it's shit. It's not great, but yeah. I haven't seen it. What is I'll it? tell you it's shit right now. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I thought we had a logo. I don't know. I, look, I feel like I should. I'm the. I make the logos. I will make you guys a logo, so at least it looks fucking nice when you're out there. I make the here. logos. I make the logos that make the whole <laughs> world sing. Uh, Rugs, you make. You want to make a logo? No. Okay, I'll make the fucking Felty <laughs> no. League logo. If anybody has any suggestions, no, I don't like send them over because I'll make the fucking logo. Maybe there's an NFL T-shirt. Maybe there's a Felty League. I don't know. So we'll sweeten the pot more. You'll get stickers and a T-shirt. Huh? How about that? There you go. You guys happy? Are you, are you not entertained? <laughs> Rugs, where can the listener find you online? You can find uh, me online at The Nation. Talking to the Nation. And on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy. Uh, you can find us at Jock and Nerdcast on Twitter. Visit the website, jockandnerd.com. And the one thing you got to do at the end of the show, listener, you know what it is. Tell a friend. Share the show. Post it on your shits. On yeah, your seriously. social media shit. Somebody start posting this shit on their Instagram and your Twitter and your Facebook. Right, Anthony? Where else? Uh, Snapchat. Yes. Uh, Fucking Grindr, Link- Tinder, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Post it everywhere. Zanga, MySpace, everywhere. <laughs> Fucking blow it up and uh, we will appreciate it. Thank you for listening this week to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. We'll peep you next time. <laughs> My urethra is swollen. Uh, I'm doing urethra a bunch of things. I got a piss. Yeah! Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Talking nerd! Oh.